<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A uh, subscription box service. You okay? Yeah, yeah. For, Wake up, dude. I'm fine for Wake epic up, geek dude. and gamer items hey. and pop culture. What? Dude, uh, for less than $20 a month. What's with you? <laughs> Nothing is with me. You're pissed at me. I'm not pissed at you. Don't take it out on the ad. Because this is an amazing company. It's an amazing product. It's LootCrate.com. What is LootCrate? LootCrate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Boom, baby. So make sure to head to lootcrate.com slash if I were you. Enter code if I were you to save 10% on any new subscription. They ship to Canada. They ship to Australia. Woo. They ship to the UK. Oh, they no. ship to Virginia. What? They ship to Florida. Why? They ship to they 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 ship to Canada. Quit it. To, 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 There's to... too much shipping. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> the dam's gonna burst. Uh so yes, do check them out. That address again is lootcrate.com dot com slash if I were you and enter code if I were you to save 10% on any new subscription. Now, this episode was a doozy. I can't wait till you guys listen to it. Things actually got real. You're gonna love it. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna fall somewhere in between. Later, guys. Jake and Amir and they're gonna be here and they're gonna say hey and they're gonna say wait you gotta listen to our show you gotta listen to our podcast yo uh yeah if you're dressed in an end then pay attention step one kill yourself in a Starbucks step two if you're new you gotta turn this off because we only roll with our day one step three help me bro I wanna do this chick I need some advice from the legendary pinch and Amir they're gonna tell you what to do this is if I were you Whoever said girls can't rap was right. What was How that dare garbage? You? What was How that dare garbage? You? That was what adorable. What was that garbage? No. Yo, I love step one, kill yourself in a Starbucks. <laughs> step two. Uh, there is no step two. You're dead. I loved it. I want to listen to more from Enna and Sarah. Yeah. Thanks, girls, for sending Shout out the pinch. Throw your, cla- your crab claws up. <laughs> your what? Throw your claws in the air. <laughs> Pinchy pinch. <laughs> it's a cinch to pinch. When we do our show in London and Manchester, you should come out in a lobster costume. <laughs> oh my god. I want to, I want there to be a whole group of people in the front row with, with oh man, we should get lobster claws. That or lobster bibs. Yeah. Yeah. Lob, that's it. Lobster bibs <laughs> for the pinch. <laughs>
<laughs> throw the crab. Wait, so it's wait lobster ribs, but it's throw your crab claws out. It's I all the mean, same. I guess I should, we should just say throw your claws out. That's yeah. what it is. Throw your claws up. <laughs> Because it's like lobster claws, crab claws. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the entire internet. He's host- Amir. Hosted oh, by... Oh, fuck. I'm always early. <laughs> so let's do, it. let's do it again. All right. <laughs> well, now it's the point. <laughs> I feel like you already fucked up. Oh, I thought you up. were going to edit this. Oh, no, no, no. It's, we're Just keeping it in. Yeah, cool. yeah. The only podcast on the internet hosted by us. And you missed it. Too late on that one. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> the intro or? Ever, just being with you. What? I'm done. What? No, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Here it is. <laughs> this time we're going to nail it. Hey, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. He's Amir. And I'm Jay. No. <laughs> uh, people send us emails, that, and they're, they're in a difficult place in their lives, too. If I Were You Show at gmail.com. And we read these emails and try our best to advise them out of their sticky situations. Ta-da! Um, what, what is there else to say? I don't think there is a thing else to say. I think we just jump right in. All right. Head first. Here What's we go. The, uh, who is this from? Uh, the, oh, okay. Oh, we need a couple of ladies. There's a, there's a lot of ladies on this today's show. So we need three ladies... Or, yeah, we need ladies' names, basically. Wow, cool. And we also had lady intro. I hope we have yeah. a lady outro. This is our, <laughs> this is our Sadie uh, Hawkins podcast. Uh, no, we don't. Okay. So just <laughs> shouldn't have promised. You All overpromised, right. and sorry. I have to underdeliver. I'm sorry. Uh, so this this first one, this 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 lady... Uh, who wrote this email. Let's have them all be first ladies. Oh, I was thinking about that. We'll call her Eleanor Roosevelt. Perfect. Eleanor Roosevelt, right. And this is the first first lady. The first first lady. I guess that would be technically Martha Washington, which would be the first 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 lady. I'm getting bored. Just go. Don't talk to me about history. Don't talk to me about math. If it has to to do with school, then you're a fool. (laughs) You have an awful attitude. Yeah, well, you have an awful <laughs> ratitude. <laughs> You're a cool dude, dude. So you didn't go to school, so you don't know what words mean. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to. Uh, hey, guys. My boyfriend of seven months and I are very much in love, but one major thing has been bothering me recently. Often when I express that I want him to do something that is important to me, like write something in my yearbook, come to a family party, or even just take me out and pay for a meal, he rarely follows up or argues that I shouldn't want him to do something that he doesn't want to do. I don't want to force him to do anything, but I also do things I don't like a lot because I know it will make him happy. So my question is, where is the line drawn? Is it selfish to hope that he will do things just because he wants me to be happy? And to what extent is it fair to expect someone to do things they don't like for you? Thanks for your help. Love, Martha Washington slash Eleanor Roosevelt. Oh, that question depressed me. I guess the line is, it's definitely before signing your yearbook. (laughs) What does that mean? Just like, where's the line? Like, what should I, what should I reasonably expect him to do? Yeah, he should, he can sign your yearbook. That's not, that's not out of the realm. Just imagine him playing Xbox. Like, babe, I don't want to freaking sign your yearbook. Damn it. Man, you (laughs) fucked me up. Relationship is about me being happy. Oh, you shithead. That's him talking on the headset. 
<laughs> you shithead down in front, shithead. Sorry, babe. What? Can, can you just sign, sign my name? Xbox? Can you just freaking sign my name? You you don't want to make me do Here, shit that I'm unhappy. I'll about. dictate it to you. To whoever, <laughs> hags love me. Hags, have a great summer. <laughs> Love me indeed. Uh, what about all that other stuff? Uh, this guy sounds like a shithead. Yeah. He shouldn't, if he doesn't want to do it, he definitely shouldn't say, uh, stop making me do shit I don't want to do. Right. He should just do it anyway. You shouldn't make me do things that don't make me happy. That's definitely not true in a relationship. There's an ebb and a flow of like yeah. giving and taking and doing so- and being sacrificial and selfless and then also accepting love in in the same gracious way. It's not all one-sided like he never does anything that doesn't make him happy. Yeah. That's well, crazy. Okay, how about this? You're going to hate this. But just to put it in a pie chart, there's 100% mm. of things <laughs> <laughs> things you do I'm in a tolerating it because I'm thinking of pie. <laughs> okay, the whole pie chart is a hundred percent, and then there are three segments: stuff that you do and or stuff that you do in love, something that you do and don't love. And, oh no, you, I lost you. Uh, you want to maximize the percentage of stuff that you both love, but then there's also going to be slices that's oh only she loves it or only I love it. Right. And you I, have to you have to sacrifice part of your slice for some of hers. And it also sounds like your boyfriend doesn't love some things that he should maybe love if you guys are going to be in a good relationship. Yeah, like, like spending come time, to a family party. Right, family party, signing your yearbook. What was the other one? Uh, taking me out to a meal and paying for it. Uh, and I mean, I understand maybe he doesn't want to... No, he should love that too. Taking you out on a date and treating you well, that's something he should love. So if these are things that he doesn't love... <laughs> Or at the like, at least do happily. Like it sounds like he's at the point where he's not even tolerating it, which is insane. He's putting his foot down. I don't know how he got you into (laughs) some kind of crazy dictatorship where only what he says goes, and only what he what makes him happy is the norm. But that's not fair, and you don't have to stand for it. And you should just say, "Okay, well, you only do what makes me happy, and I'll do what makes me happy." And right now, it would make me really happy to tell you to fuck yourself. No, I don't want to do that either, babe. So let's <laughs> fuck. I'm using my third veto. Um, can someone who is concerned about yearbooks be very much in love? Excuse me. Can someone who deals with yearbooks, aka a high schooler, be very much in love? I think. When you're 16, you feel very intense emotions. And just because we, as people who are in their late 20s, early 30s, just because we can look back and be like, oh, I was foolish then. You can't look back and be like, oh, I didn't feel intensely. So, th- so yeah, I think that she can be in love. And I think that the feelings she has are quite legitimate. And I think you might think she's small, <laughs> but I actually think you're microscopic <laughs> for putting that on her, for putting that on our listeners, for trying to condescend when we're supposed to be giving (laughs) advice as a peer i didn't say anything i just asked you if high schoolers feel the same love that you do oh no 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 (laughs) those creatures (laughs) those rats those little rat creatures base (laughs) and i'm an acid and they can't tolerate me (laughs) 
I uh, shall annihilate thee. I do think that this isn't going to be like the your last relationship, so I think you should just... I think that like if it's not making you happy right now, move on. Have a great summer. Be single. <laughs> hags, yo. Hags. Yo, for real hags. Also, I just would like to say, just because I just said this is not going to be your last relationship, today is um, my parents' anniversary. So I'd like to say, happy anniversary, Mom. You're the best. I love you. Daddy... You found a good one. You're not a good one, but you found a good one. You <laughs> locked you... it down. And for that, I say, good job. So, <laughs> for your parents' anniversary, you say, congrats, congrats mom. mom. You made it work. You made it last. You made a beautiful family. Not because of, but in spite <laughs> of our father. Thanks to his money. Sure. That was good. <laughs> What are you talking? That was good. It's still happening, isn't it? I'm glad that Doesn't my dad's still rich. Pay for all your shit. If honestly, my family would fall apart if it weren't for my dad's money and my mom's love. Those are the two sides of it. Those are the two solids. The two sides. Are you taking a fucking picture of me? <laughs> <laughs> you look very unique right now. Oh, um, but they met in high school. They went to prom together. So yeah, I so think they're in love. Yeah. It's possible. Anything's possible. But you guys got to work your shit out. Yeah. I would say dump this dude. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, we need a dude's name. Perhaps, what are those, the guys that marry the first ladies? President? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Or a priest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Millard Fillmore writes. Okay. Hey guys, I'm 13 and I've been in a relationship for a month. <laughs> I just love that his name is Millard Fillmore. 13 year old Millard. I'm 13 and I've been in a relationship for a month and a week. At this point in my relationship, my girlfriend and I agree that we are drifting apart. What should I do? I would really appreciate your advice. Love, Millard Fillmore. Oh, Millard. Um, shit, what do we tell him? Uh,. All right. Well, the truth. Here's Millard. Open your ears. Open your minds. Here's a heap and helpful of truth syrup. Firstly, at age thirteen, there's no doubt in my mind that this is the one. This is real, and it's going to take effort to. There's going to be a. You have to fight for this. There's going to be. You have to fight for her. Yeah, of course you're drifting apart. You've been together for a month and a week. Yeah, but you're going to just throw away that history, Millard? No, because you can't start over at that point. You can't. What, are you going to find someone else, invest another month, another week? A relationship is a tree. You want to chop down a redwood, Millard, and plant a sapling and watch that grow? No, there's not time. You have no time for that. Nor should you have time for that. You're invested. So, what do you do now? You're drifting apart. I would say force fight argue your way through this rough patch regardless of how long you it guys lasts. have to reconnect i would consider therapy couples therapy i was gonna say therapy. couples therapy yeah because what are you gonna tell your friends how does it work when you split everyone will say oh my god i thought millard and yeah and and, 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 and millard's wife, wife yeah were the ones that were gonna make it <laughs> if they can't do it who can yeah it's the you, you guys have been together a month and a, and a week and it's embarrassing to break up it means you guys couldn't figure your shit out that's it, almost a month and a half yeah yeah exactly that's five weeks if you can't figure your shit out in six weeks then then gee whiz, Millard, who are you? You might die alone. Yeah. 
I can I've I can't I can't see a universe. I can't imagine a universe that Millard doesn't die alone because of this. Man, we're talking about being condescending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so do have the, we ridiculed a thirteen year old enough yet? No. <laughs> he's a teenager. He's already All dead. All we did was tease him for five full minutes. He just stops listening and follows that fake advice. <laughs> I'm going to fight for this. Um, what are relationships when you're 13? Um, when I was 13, it was just like I would chat with my girlfriend on the on IM. Yeah. And we would pass notes to each other in the hall. And at the end of the day, we um, it was like a big deal that you would hug your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, it would like, it'd be in the hallway like, oh, I have to hug Lauren. <laughs> Did your school have an edict against hugs? No. At some point. I think it was even earlier, like in fifth or sixth grade, all the cool 11 and 12 year olds uh, would hug at the end of recess. And they got to a point where the teachers would be like, you guys can't hug because it, it's like at, it just feels like you're uh, the guys are trying to feel the girls boobs on their chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had uh, my middle school was like super Italian. So everybody was really into kissing like both cheeks oh really yeah so it was a pretty big deal like when you said bye to your girlfriend and like when <laughs> i remember like knocking on the door of the popular crowd in eighth grade and, the popular like, italians yeah and that all, would just well, be like you know, a family style be, yeah, yeah family style pasta dinner but going like on. i went home from school one day and some and like a girl that i am was like you didn't kiss me goodbye today and i was like oh <laughs> fuck yeah and then i was like for a glorious week or two i was like kissing i was greeting and saying goodbye at school and just like all, all day it was like four kisses like fuck yes dude four times two eight <laughs> that's eight kisses that's eight cheeks all right <laughs> it meant so much to me it's funny there's a i wonder there's such a correlation between that group of people and what they turned into like i was totally the guy that was too shy and afraid to do that and to hug people and you were not and it like you can still see that today 20 years later right I'm still kissing people on the cheek. I remember when going out started to be, I think it was in third or maybe fifth grade where guys would start asking girls out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. And teachers had to sit down students and be like, do you know what that means? Do you know what you can and cannot do? Your school was way more like involved. Mine, we just yeah. went out and that well, was it. Well, your principal had a fuck den, which I thought yeah. was a little much like uh -huh. little girls and a guys. Could, yeah. <laughs> an experiment room. Where you locked themselves in there and be like, don't worry, nobody can see you. Do whatever you want. Yeah, Sexual yeah. stuff goes. Sexual, sexual stuff pros. <laughs> How so? It's that we're all pro about yeah. it. <laughs> I see. Uh, so what should this guy do? Um, uh, I, well, you know, if I would, I think with the real advice. Yeah. Do you break you just, up if it's just this? You, like, did you ever break up, or is it you just drift? You I only remember drift I broke apart. up with somebody in in like middle school because like I found out she was gonna dump me, and I <laughs> called her up and I was like, I don't want to go out anymore, and I was like, I needed to do it first because I didn't want to be dumped. Ah, <laughs> oh, so that's and good then advice. like, but then like a month or two later, we were like in music class writing notes to each other talking about how we broken up, and she's like, Yeah, you dumped me. I was like, I did because you were gonna dump me. And she's like, I wasn't gonna dump you, and I was, <laughs> and I felt dumb. So like I don't think you should should try to avoid any social stigma like that. I think you should. I think the coolest thing you could do is have a real conversation with her and be like, "Hey, I feel like we're going apart. Do you do you feel like that too, or do you do you? Because maybe sometimes, not maybe sometimes. I think 
occasionally people can go too far into their own heads and feel like they've grown apart while your girlfriend is just like happily going along thinking you guys are connected. So if you say we've drifted apart, she'll say, I agree and confirm your fears. Or she'll say, I feel close to you still. Let's let's work through this. But if they both feel like they're drifting apart, maybe they shouldn't be together anymore. Well, but yeah, that's true. And maybe if they're like, we're drifting apart, and he says, do you want to try to reconnect? Do you guys want, do you want to try to get close together again? Then you guys can talk and feel better about your relationship. Or you can say, you can agree to split amicably. But the coolest thing you can do is have a nice open conversation with her rather than thinking all these crazy thoughts and like not letting her in. What about... I think the coolest thing you could do is when you're having this conversation, have your friend like take a what's it called when you low bridge someone like like kneel down behind her. Uh huh. So what you say like I think I don't know if we're drifting apart or, or if you're just falling apart and then you push her down. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say or ripping a fart and then the kid <laughs> underneath uh, just lets one fucking rip like a real grade A like <laughs> like a like a scorcher and then you shove her. You shove her. <laughs> And she 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 you feels shove her. Yeah, she 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 feels the sting and it hurts and it smells because she stinks. Don't you get it? She stinks, Maud. <laughs> Just a senile no grandfather giving you advice. <laughs> you didn't have a girlfriend in third grade. In third grade, all I used to do is sniff glue through a tube and play Rubik's cube. Eminem. Yeah, <laughs> nice dude. Nice. <laughs> 22 years later, I'm as rude as you. Scheming on the babe with the biggest boobs. Are you okay? That's enough. All right. Wait, was that the third question or the second? That was the second. second. All right. We got one more. Till the break of Dom. Baby got oh, it going oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, we need another lady. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama? Michelle Obama. Right. Hey guys, I'm in a great relationship with my boyfriend of six months. We're both relaxed, sociable people who like watching TV as much as we like trekking through the outdoors. So far, so good. Our relationship has gone very smoothly, except that he tends to be prejudiced towards certain people. FYI, <laughs> FYI in Canada, just like the States, we have First Nations people along with a multitude of other nationalities. I realize stereotypes are commonplace, and people usually use them in a joking manner, but my boyfriend seems to truly believe some of them, and often his opinions of certain groups can be cruel. For example, that aboriginals are lazy and collect government money, and that the percentage of Muslim extremists is higher than any other religion. He's such a mild-mannered guy, and so lovely to me, so why does he have these racist opinions? He is in the army and grew up in the conservative West, though as a person who is an ally of all humans, how should I deal with our differences? I don't want to force my own opinion and seem preachy and all, but I also won't stand for the rude generalizations about different cultures. But I really love this man. Help, what would y'all do? There's nothing laid back. You guys, oh, we're both laid back people. <laughs> He's a racist. <laughs> that's the worst thing. You, we're that's so the laid back. One. We love watching TV, trekking through the, ro- the woods. And, uh, and he's racist. He hates groups of people for no reason. He's pretty chill and fun-loving. He's uh, mild-mannered, but has bad opinions. <laughs> he tends to uh, sort of snap-judge people, minorities specifically, people of different color, and thinks negatively about them. Also, However, he is very chillaxed about most things. I don't even like her language. I realize stereotypes are commonplace and usually used in a joking manner. Like, 
Even that, no. <laughs> but she's right. Stereotypes are commonplace. I don't think stereotypes are that commonplace. Yeah, I think so. No. You know about them. They're yeah, but common. that doesn't make them commonplace. <laughs> I think they're I think they're faux pas. I think they're uncommon enough that when you have them and when you do, when you when you make mean jokes and you have actual weird opinions about uh about other groups of people that are negative, I think you're. I think you're an outcast, and I think you're a loser. I think that the the tables have turned in that direction. She's being Aboriginal about this. Absolutely, she's being <laughs> lazy, and I wouldn't doubt if she was collecting government money, Jesus. handouts to the no. Aboriginals. How unoriginal! Uh, I think you should talk to this guy. What would you What would you do if you? I guess you wouldn't date a racist. You would never even start a relationship with a racist. Yeah, no. That's a deal breaker. Racism is the worst one. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think he's that great, but racist is not a real. There's got to be a zero tolerance rule on that. <laughs> you can't be like he's cool. That like he's cool, but he's racist. Nobody says that. Right. He's not cool, and he's racist. But if he's, he's not got, cool because he's racist. But if he's got everything else going on, maybe you can uh, get in there and ma- make him change his opinions. Yeah. You know. Why don't you? Like, if you liked everything else about him. I'd be super direct and tell him exactly what's up and tell him that's not going to fly. And maybe he'll change his mind on this stuff. Yeah. Or... Dump him? Be racist, too? Oh! That way you have another thing. Oh, that's an option! (laughs) Yeah, We're laying it all on the table. This podcast (laughs) is called Every Option. (laughs) Dump him, talk to him, be racist, too... More options. Um, turn into a bird. Fly yeah. into the sun. Turn into a fish. <laughs> swim into, into the, the sea. <laughs> <laughs> That's another option. Turn into a bird. Swim into the sea. Turn into a fish. Fly to the moon. Uh, these are literally endless. This is a podcast that has no end. Uh, more options. More options. Turn into a sheep. Fly into, <laughs> into the, the sea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You, you, you got to talk to him about his racism, I guess. Talk to him about his racism. I mean, Barring I, that, I dated, Sheep Moon. I dated that neo-Nazi, remember? Yes, he was cool. <laughs> Why couldn't it be a girl? What's wrong with being you gay? You sexist. I'm not sexist. You're, you're a homophobe. <laughs> you, we all have prejudices. They're so commonplace, I feel like. Um, all right. Break time. Break time. Let's chill. Till the next episode, actually. Boom. So we'll just relax until we release the next episode, which is in four days. That's so relaxing. Oh, first of all, there's going to be a Thursday episode this week. That's cool. Co-starring your sister. So that's (gasps) a little teaser right there. My little sister. Uh, Secondly. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's, uh, right. it's a, it's, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com bone header it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah 
yeah, it's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move, you know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a It's an anti-movement, really. No, it's that's a non-movement movement. Is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitnessnah.com nah. <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a yeah. fitnessnah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, and I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And uh, now let me read the ad we were supposed to say. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that was just a product that I just happened to really enjoy. Okay, here we go. Uh, swastikas. <laughs> I was going to say swastikas. Really? Yeah. Why? Because we were talking about racism before, <laughs> condemning it, and then I thought a funny thing would be to say we were sponsored by swastikas. And Does that think that's why you made the joke, isn't it? Yeah, but you're just going to say it. <laughs> I said it. I was funny. And, and I, was... I make a funny joke, and you're like, oh, I was going to say it. Were you going to say it, or were you just taking credit for my Holy joke? Holy shit. What? <laughs> I'm serious. I was trying to show you that we were connected in, in, with one mind, which oh, I thought okay. was cool. Oh, were you? Or were you going to be like, oh, whatever, if Amir says something funny, I'll say that I, I thought of it, too. 
I wasn't so that you can co-opt my comedy. I wasn't thinking and use it as your own. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's bullshit. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. How did you mean it? I meant it like I said. I meant it. (laughs) I think you meant to steal it. Do you agree with me? I really don't. (laughs) Can you say that you do? Can you say that I was going to steal whatever joke you thought of if I thought it was funny? Maybe if you don't. No, no, don't say it. Don't say like I'm sorry if I offended you. I wanted to steal the joke. I wanted the credit. <laughs> Holy shit. I couldn't have ever in a million years thought of swastikas. I thought it was gold. I chuckled. I chortled. And then I decided it was mine. I deserved it. I earned it. And I stole it from you. You loser. I am. <laughs> I am one. Uh, we're going to London. And now we're also going to Manchester. For the first time in a long time, we're going to Manchester United. I'm on the going. Ah, oh, shit. All right, start over. For okay, hey yo, we're going to the Chester, man. We're going to buy a fan because it's really hot and humid in the summer. We're going on Tuesday, September eighth. It's gonna be really great. No, it's actually the ninth. Tuesday, September ninth. Tuesday, September 9th. Oh no, what rhymes with 9th, Jake? Thoughts? Yo, what rhymes with 9th? A million things. Like the word I just made up called plinth. Plinth rhymes with 9th. So does the word steinth. It's another uh, word just, I made up. Just made that up means words. titty. I do, any real words rhyme with 9th? Oh yeah, dude. Check it, hit me. <laughs> what? Uh, what? What words rhyme with ninth? What words rhyme with ninth? Lots of little words. For instance, they are. Glint. It's a Spanish word. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Glint. Glint. No, there's no th in Spanish. It's a Norwegian word. <laughs> We're going to Manchester on Tuesday, September 9th at the Lowry. Smaller shows, so grab your ticket. Uh, once again, it's like that early show is the sketch and stand-up show that we do with Streeter, and the late show is a live podcast. <gasps> Still tickets available for the London, and now we added a date in Manchester. So all you northerners don't have to come all the way down to London. Boom, baby. I guess you're welcome. Yeah. I feel like you're welcome. Do you you're still welcome. say that? Okay, you're welcome. Uh, should we get to the last question? Okay. Uh, we need a dude. A duty. <laughs> nice. A duty. We need a little poopy. <laughs> I'll think of it. <laughs> oh, come on. I want to unplug your microphone. Please don't. <laughs> I need a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm a, I fear this podcast will be too lopsided. Um, the most forgettable president. You ready for this? Try to name one more obscure. Than this guy right here. Ready? Franklin Pierce. Very, very forgettable. That guy ran our country. Wow. You couldn't even fucking think of him in a million years. When was it? Um, 1964, if you can imagine. What? Yeah, it was in between Kennedy and Nixon. Not so. <laughs> he got us out of Vietnam. Here we go. Hey, guys. You seem to have a pretty laid-back lifestyle where you seem to be having fun with what you do and be able to work on something that you're passionate about. So as someone who's about to graduate college, what would you tell them on how to take advantage of life in your 20s? How would you describe what your personal journey was like and if there are tips or things to keep in mind as we go through our 20s? I have had internships in various corporate environments, and it just seems depressing to give up the... 
and it just seems depressing to give up the freedom-slash-carefree attitude one generally has during college. I have also not found anything yet that I'm truly passionate about, so in terms of the generic follow-your-passion advice, at this point, I don't have anything like that. I don't know how to best phrase this question so you can edit it however you'd like. Apologies for the run-on sentences. Thank you, Franklin Pierce. <laughs> I do love using presidential names because it's like, <laughs> help me, I need advice. A guy who became the president <laughs> who didn't need any help from us ever. Um, hmm. No passions, eh? No passion. Sounds like step one is to find it. I would say so. Yeah. Step two is to pursue it, although you can't really do that for money. I feel like what the common theme is doing what you like for free long enough, and if you're good, you start getting paid for it. Yeah. But then you run into the situation where you try it a lot. And well, then, how do you, what was your journey like? Uh, my journey, I was very lucky, so it's not entirely applicable, but my journey was like, Oh, in college, when I was 19, I liked college humor. So I was like, can I write for you guys? I emailed Ricky, and I asked if I could write for them. And I guess it's this advice, because for three years, I would write articles, not for money, but just to, like, you know, try to become better. And hopefully, in one day, they would be able to pay me. So after three years of writing articles for free, both for myself and for other websites, in addition to college humor... Uh, when College Humor did get money, they wanted to hire me. Even though it wasn't a lot of money, but it was still getting paid to do what I liked. Right. So, but in that, in, in that way, I was passionate about something, which was writing jokes or writing comedy. Yeah. Um, what was yours early 20s journey like? Very similar to yours. I also read College Humor, liked College Humor, started writing for College Humor. Became an intern at College Humor. For free. For free. Didn't get paid. Right. So how, how'd you pay rent when you moved to the Upper East Side at age 22? Um, my, well, I had a little bit of money saved up from working in the ice cream store. Right. My sister, Hannah, did the coolest thing she's ever done for me. Well, oh, back, that standing backflip. Yeah. That was insane. Standing backflip and then wrote me um, a security deposit and a <laughs> rent check for my first month oh. in that apartment. She paid for my rent. And then I... Did you ask her? No, she just like... I, I was trying to move to the city. I was trying to save up money. And she like was helping me find apartments. And we had found like a really good deal. And But my dad was like... Uh, not to like... He was right because yeah, I had like failed pragmatic. out of college. And right. I had like failed at everything I tried to do. So he was like, I don't want to pay for you to live in New York City right now. Why don't you keep this internship and commute and prove to me that you... <laughs> but I had been doing that for like a month and it was just getting really, really hard. So um, my sister was like, I'm, I'll pay for his first month's rent. And then I started working in like... I was like a, um, a host at a restaurant on the Upper East Side. Really? Yeah. When you were working at College Humor? Yeah. You were a host at a restaurant? The Upper East Side. What a loser. <laughs> I didn't realize you were such a loser. And then, uh, but I only had to do that for like a month. And then uh, Streeter and Ricky started paying me. Which is a common route, which is like doing a job you don't necessarily love to have the financial uh, freedom to do what you do love on the side for free. Right. Which is another, which is something I was thinking of as you're reading that question. Because like, it's one thing to 
say I wasn't passionate about everything I was doing as an intern at, at College Humor. I just had you have like a very small passion of you were saying you were writing just writing jokes. And after a while, I became passionate about Jake and Amir videos. But we only did that for like an hour a day, if that, at that time. Right. It's not like you were working 12-hour days on Jake and Amir videos. Right. So for a while, it was, you, I think you have to dedicate a lot of time to things you're not crazy about and then a little bit of time to what you're passionate about. And I think in terms of finding your passion, you should look at what you do in your spare time and your hobbies. And what if it's just video games? Then explore that universe be like hey maybe i could be a market maybe i could go into marketing for video games maybe i could program video games maybe i could design video game boxes maybe i could invent video games maybe i could go on tour with like gamer conventions and help set up the events and then my life is surrounded by video games all the time maybe i could just become the best halo player ever and win tournaments but what if your hobby or your passion is something lame like being a chef or helping kids then I think you're fucked. I think you should look at, try to like play video games more. Yeah. And then do, do that thing that you were talking about, inventing video games yeah. and designing video game boxes. Well, I, I, there's so many jobs out there and people just need to be like creative and try to think of. Yeah. When people tell me what jobs they have, when I talk to normal people who have real jobs, it's always jobs that I never even thought of. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I work at this uh, endowment at this school, and I have to do this and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that job has to exist. Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Or like, hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm, uh, I work at a hospital, but I'm not like a doctor. I'm like, I do this, and I sell I help this. I schedule people. I help schedule when doctors come in. Right. Oh. <laughs> right, of course. They would need that. Yeah. So find a job that doesn't make you miserable, or even if it does, hopefully you make a lot of money, or enough money, to become financially free enough on the nights and weekends to do or explore what you're passionate about. And if you're good at it, then somebody will find a way to pay you for it eventually, I feel like. Boom. Uh, okay, that's it. We're out of time. We're more than out of time. Uh, thanks so much for emailing everyone. Uh, the email address, again, if you have your own questions, is show at gmail.com. Still opening and closing every episode with an original theme song. The first one was from someone named Enna and Sarah. And this last one is from someone named Sam, who sort of did a, a is it a, still a montage if it's audio? It's a medley. I think. Uh, yeah, a medley of every time we had a guest on the show. So thanks, Sam, for that. Thanks for you guys. And we'll be back on Thursday. Thanks so much, Mike. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. And I'm Jake. Uh, so we're here today with a very special guest, Allison Williams. It's Ricky Van Veen. Streeter Seidel. I'm Emily. Patrick underscore Castle. We're joined today by Jake's mom, Laura. Uh, we're here with Jake's little brother, Micah. Hey, we're here with Ben Schwartz. Yeah, we're back with Ben. And I'm... Thomas Middleditch is here. Josh Rubin in the hat. Ow. Rose MacGyver. Jeff Rosenberg. Dave Rosenberg. And Rick Fox. And also Kyle Fox. It's <laughs> extra insulting because it's made Dennis. <laughs> if I were you show at gmail.com. That was short and bad. What's going on? I'm Brody Jenner. I am Dr. Mike Dow. We are inviting you guys to come check us out. It's the Brody Jenner Podcast with Dr. Mike Dow. It is a fresh take on life's biggest dilemma, love. You got Dr. Mike Dow, who's a couples therapist. You got me. Ah! 
I'm not the best, but I do a pretty good job. We'll have a different celebrity guest each week joining the conversation with us. We are serving nothing but love and relationships on the Brody Jenner Podcast. Go download it every Thursday at podcastone.com. That is podcastone.com. 